Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's totally free to subscribe. Social media posts only make it to approximately 10% of your followers. So this is my way of communicating with you more directly. I hope you enjoy. Subscribe. Welcome to the block. Today is Earth Day 2021, and I believe it may turn out to be the most consequential Earth Day since the first one in 1970. For those who may not be familiar with the history of the environmental holiday, here's a refresher from the EPA article on the founding. In spring 1970, Senator Gaylord Nelson created Earth Day as a way to force this issue onto the national agenda. 20 million Americans demonstrated in different U.S. cities, and it worked. In December 1970, Congress authorized the creation of a new federal agency to tackle environmental issues, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. So 51 years ago, the EPA was created eight months after 20 million Americans marched for clean air, pure water, and healthy land. Since then, the EPA has made major strides to this effect. If you're interested, the article I've linked in the text has a full history of milestones of the EPA. Here are some of the highlights. Defining air pollution danger levels in 1971. Banning the pesticide DDT. The Ocean Dumping Act of 1972. Leaded gasoline phase-out beginning. Safe Drinking Water Act. Cancer-causing pesticides ban. Clean Water Act of 1977. New air pollution standard for lead. Phase-out of ozone-destroying CFCs, Nuclear Waste Policy Act, asbestos testing in schools, 90% reduction of lead in gasoline in March 1985, sewage ocean dumping ban, toxic waste control, New York City stopping dumping sewage in the ocean in June 1992, secondhand smoking health effects reported in June 1993, leaded gasoline phase-out completed in January of 1996, the Great Lakes cleanup, new air quality standards, the Hudson River cleanup, the EPA became the first federal agency to offset 100% of its electricity use in June 2006, and the EPA employees, 30 of them, shared the Nobel Peace Prize for work on climate change in October of 2007. Stronger lead standards, next-generation fuel economy labels, first national standards for mercury pollution from power plants, comprehensive plan for climate change, national goal to address food waste, Parrot Climate Accord, Opportunity Zones, and the Office of Mountains, Deserts, and Plains was developed recently to address land issues like mining cleanup and legacy pollution. It's safe to say the EPA has been busy over the years. The reason I said I believe that this year is potentially the most consequential is due to the current sentiment in both government and in the capital markets around ESG, or Environment, Social, and Corporate Governance Standards. Biden's environmental agenda during the campaign was dedicated to tackling climate change policy through clean energy and environmental justice. On January 27th, he published an executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad. And just a few weeks ago, The Hill reported that Biden is, quote, laying the groundwork for, quote, taking significant action on environmental regulations. I expect this will be a key part of his two months late address to a joint session of Congress, which is scheduled for April 28th. In addition to the Biden administration putting environmental concerns at the forefront, some of the major players in the capital markets are getting more and more focused on conscious capitalism and ESG every day. For those who may not not understand what ESG really means, you're not alone. The term ESG is very broad. PwC published a good report that helps make sense of ESG. If this is all new to you, I encourage you to check it out. 
Here are some of the metrics that ESG could refer to. In environmental, it could be carbon emissions or tons of toxic waste. In social, it could be types of employee wellness initiatives, percentage of employees who are digitally upskilled, or median hourly gender pay gap. In governance, it could be the number of female directors, the board oversight of climate issues, or the number of minority directors. And that is not a comprehensive list. There's more in the text. Morgan Stanley's Institute for Sustainable Investing published a report in 2019 with some counterintuitive and powerful findings. They compared the performance of ESG ETF funds with over 10,000 ETFs and mutual funds between 2004 and 2018, and their analysis showed the following. The returns of sustainable funds were in line with comparable traditional funds. There was no consistent and statistically significant difference in total returns. In addition, they found that sustainable funds may offer lower market risk. Sustainable funds experienced a 20% smaller downside deviation than traditional funds. This was a consistent and statistically significant finding. This means that in a bull market, ESG funds will perform as good or better than non-ESG funds, and in a bear market, those funds will likely sell off less than non-sustainable funds. That is powerful. Recently, in his 2021 letter to CEOs, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink referred to this as a, quote, tectonic shift, stating, then the pandemic took hold, and in March, the conventional wisdom was the crisis would divert attention from climate. But just the opposite took place, and the reallocation of capital accelerated even faster than I anticipated. From January through November 2020, investors in mutual funds and ETFs invested $288 billion globally in sustainable assets, a 96% increase over the whole of 2019. If you want to jump on this trend with your own investments, but you don't know how, Kiplinger just put out an article today on 7 ESG ETFs to buy for responsible profits. I encourage you to check it out. I expect this trend to accelerate and become more pronounced as the baby boomers continue to retire in increasing numbers and as the millennials reshape the global economy to reflect our values. The digitally native millennial generation is, after all, the largest generation in U.S. history. This is only the beginning. Until next time, blog. What's going on? Here comes your market close snapshot from Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. In U.S. bond yields and global equities, the 10-year and 30-year yields were both almost flat, down slightly. The Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 were all up almost 1%. The Russell 2000 led the way of the major indices, small caps up 2.2%. And in international indices, the Euro 350 was up 1% leading the way, and the Nikkei led the way on the downside, down 2%. In the USA, big eight stocks, relatively quiet day. Tesla led the way on the upside, up 3.5% to $744 a share. In the China big eight stocks, NEO and Tencent led the way on the upside. Tencent was up 6.4%, and NEO was up 5.3%. Baidu also had a good day, up 3.2%. In US banking, fintech, and crypto, Morgan Stanley led the way on the upside up 2.5%. Bitcoin was down 2.5% to 55,000. And Bitcoin dominance is down to 51.5, down 1% today. 
Ethereum was up 3.3% to 2410. In mining metals and foreign exchange, the GDAX, the gold mining index, was up 1.7%. It's looking strong lately. Gold was up almost a percent to 1793, and silver was up almost 3% to 2656. The dollar index was flat, and foreign exchange was pretty flat today as well. And finally, in commodities, oil was down over 2% to just over $61 a barrel. Aluminum was up 2.4%, and wheat and corn were both up. Wheat up 2%, and corn futures up 3%. So crazy day in commodities today. Copper was also up 1.8%. All right. Thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It's totally free to subscribe, and all my clients get the first year paid subscription free with any package purchased. With the paid subscription, you'll get investment research tips in real time to help you expand your wealth. I do the research so you don't have to. For those who don't know, I run Elbay Endeavors, a consulting company which helps individuals and entrepreneurs expand their wealth and businesses. We offer packages suitable for everyone from rising investors to Fortune 500 companies. No matter where you are on your financial or entrepreneurial journey, we're here to help you get to the next level. Download our free guide and schedule your free 30-minute consultation to get started working with us today. The annual subscription costs less than 22 cents a day. You really can't afford to be without it.